0: Start your engines! Dell is out.
1: Dell is out. about wreck him. Vince busted her. What is up, everybody? It is currently Friday, April first, April Fools. Uh, and we're back. The green flag is out, and we're ready to roll. Three Y with DJG Dakota.
0: How you doing? I am feeling fantastic. Um, we've we got this set almost done today. I mean,
1: it looks beautiful. Uh, I'm so, so happy. Those with of that. you, those of you watching, uh, you kind of get an idea of what we're working with here.
0: Yeah. So we got I love it. I do too. Um, I will say. Um, we started Monday or Tuesday and got it done today. Almost. I mean, we have to clean up the wires a little bit. Um, there's still some stuff that we need to put back up on the walls, but other than that, this is what we got. And I must say it turned out really, really well. I'm very impressed. It looks a hell of a lot better than what we had before. Um, so I hope that you like it. And obviously I hope that everyone watching loves it because... It looks so good.
1: It's better to look at than just a gray wall. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get some stuff to contribute to the wall. Yeah. I know you're talking about adding some shelves and stuff for these, so we'll have to have some desktop things to replace the trucks and or the casts when they're gone. But So anyway, everybody, welcome. This is the new set. We are happy to have you here. We're happy to be here ourselves. And uh, yeah, let's get into the show. All right. So going off of all
0: of our excitement with the rebuild, I wanted to um, discuss it a little bit more because I know um, we didn't go into much detail the last episode when we talked about it. And uh, I know we didn't go into much detail on social media when we posted about it. So um, I texted you last week or the week before and said, hey, um, I have a crazy idea um i won't say how i got that idea because it was out of um not anger but whatever i wasn't satisfied with what we had anymore to be honest with you i i it got us by and i think you know to look back and see where we started and how we started and then now get to see all this it's amazing so our
1: first podcast was done in like like the barn where the race cars are yeah
0: yeah. And we didn't have anything. We we had a foldable table and that's what we, <laughs> that's what we used. And then, um, you know, we had talked about having a more permanent spot and I talked to my parents into letting us have the wall and, uh, painted it gray and threw some shit up there and it got us by. And, uh, I texted Jared and said, you know, I think we could do so much better and we have so much potential and Hey, let's drop some money <laughs> to rebuild our set and, and whatnot. So, um, that's part of our, uh, quote unquote rebrand. So, um, yeah, I wanted to share that little bit more information as to why and, and whatnot, but glad that it's finally done. Um, like I, I said,
1: I definitely feel like I'm in a podcast studio. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sitting in a, for
0: sure. You know, a garage. Yeah.
1: Uh, so that, that's always nice. Um, we love, we love the new things.
0: Yeah. It's, and you know, I, I had the concept in my mind and whatnot, and I didn't really know if it was going to work. Um, so I'm really pleased. Huge shout out to my dad who did most of the work. I mean, he got this table done an hour ago, and I think it looks phenomenal. So, um, and I feel like the vibe is just completely different now. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so I
1: feel so much more professional. <sighs> I do too. And that's where,
0: I mean, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm sure we both agree we want to take this to another level. And I think something as small as, Our space is going to get us there, and I think that this is a great change that we needed, and I think that uh, it's going to be great in the future. So, like I said, we got some uh, other stuff to do um, to get it done done, but it looks phenomenal.
1: Absolutely, and you know, you and I both talked about adding a second camera angle, which we did for our first episode, but then quickly realized how much more difficult that was going to be than we thought so, uh, we're still discussing that and how to do all that and ideas for that. And, uh, you know, I think with one, cam- having this big of a space with one camera, it kind of, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, meaning, you know, you have this one camera covering the entire area, so you can't really focus on you or I when we're talking, or not as well as I'm sure people would want to. So, I think right. that adding the second camera may be a little bit closer up to, you know, one facing me, one facing you, stuff like that, Um, you know, just all the other little things that you and I have talked about that uh, we'll be bringing out in the future.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, like Jarrett said last time, and we say it every week, you know, we're always learning, um, and it's on me to learn how to edit better, so I'm trying really hard, Um, but we're trying to make things easy for us also, and so I did want to address the name change on our pages, so (coughs) I figured that... You know, we want to make content for uh, our race team and whatnot and make some other content. So it was easier for us to manage the three pages that we had or four pages that we had instead of trying to double that amount because that's a lot of work for two of us. So um, it's just stuff like that, trying to make it easier for us to, to manage. But also we want to give you guys the best content possible. And, you know, I think this is definitely a step in the right direction for sure. So
1: absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm super excited to see where we go from here. Uh definitely like you said, come a long way. Yeah. From day 1. And uh yeah. So, moving back to racing related things. Uh we have the first road course race in the next Gen Cup car at COTA Circuit of the Americas and You and I were watching this race live, Live. (laughs) and we were making the podcast last week, so we do apologize if it was uh, lacking some emphasis or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, what'd you think?
0: I thought it was phenomenal, uh, especially the finish. Um, I think that's all I can say. I mean, it was a great race, and... um, really glad to see um Ross and Trackhouse get their first win.
1: I told you if he gets a win, he's oh, going to be dangerous in yeah. the playoffs.
0: Yeah. So, um I think the entire weekend was phenomenal. Um you know, I got to watch the final lap of the truck race which we talked about last week and that was phenomenal of itself and then watching uh Sunday's race, I mean it was it was great racing.
1: Now <clears throat> There was quite a bit of controversy over the fine or the last lap of the Cup race. Yeah, um, you know, Chastain got or Chastain got moved, mm-hmm. and then was it by Bowman? Um,
0: no, I think it was AJ who uh, moved
1: Chastain. Yeah, sorry, 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 and then know. Ross uh, wrecked <laughs> <laughs> AJ if to say. Yeah. Um they they took
0: he took two of them out. He
1: did. He did. Uh <laughs> very aggressive move, however. Racing, yes. Mhm. Um I mean you're going for a win in the cup series, why like, you, you're not supposed to just give up. Yeah. I I think it would have been different if it was very obvious that he, you know, he was just turning into his rear, one of his rear quarter panels to try and get him to spin out. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of bumping and banging and, you know, using the bumper and all sorts of stuff. It was definitely some very aggressive racing coming down to the wire there.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't I know, you know, some people especially AJ was not happy with what Chastain did. My opinion is uh AJ moved Chastain Chastain gave it right back. Uh like you said, he's going for his first win in the cup series with a new team. Um, I think Ross did what he had to do, and I think it was executed phenomenally. Um and I couldn't say that I would have done anything different. And I know AJ would have done the same thing. He attempted
1: it and it ended up biting him in the in the rear. So Which is, it's I mean, it happens. You That's racing. You're gonna get raced how you race people. And I'm not saying that, you know. Maybe Ross was a little more aggressive, but that's just the nature of the beast, yeah you know your road course racing there's not many opportunities to pass anyway, yeah, on a road course, like it's not like you can just line it up on a straight you know what I mean like yeah. a, you're basically your passing zones are simply outbreaking someone in the corner mm-hmm. like that's all that's
0: and I think um that's how um a j got around. Ross, the first time was, uh, you know, he he got around him during a breaking point. So, I mean, if this was a conversation about, you know, two or three laps ago, for sure, I'm sure the conversation would be different. But this is a last lap attempt. Last lap, Hail Mary. Yeah. And, again, I I wouldn't have done anything different. I don't know too many people who would disagree with me and say, ah, that was, I wouldn't do that. You're going for your first cup win, with again, with a new
1: team. I'm with you.
0: So, phenomenal.
1: I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sorry, but (laughs) I would be. You say sorry if you bump somebody. I said sorry to
0: somebody who I was in their way, and I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) The
1: dude (laughs) ran over Dakota, and Dakota apologized for it. Trying to be a bigger person. (laughs) It's better for me, I guess. Real quick before we move on, can we talk about how bad the Indiana weather has been lately? shit 48 hours ago it was 70 degrees
0: i had my windows down
1: yeah and i walked out to my car this morning to go to work and it was covered in snow and well it was snowing and i mean not just you know there's snow falling no like big yeah. flakes of snow it
0: happened last week too because i was it was when i was still training and it, i had to be at work at seven left the front door at like 6 30 didn't leave my uh parking lot my driveway until seven because i was busy cleaning like this much snow off my car and waiting for the windows to defrost i'm like what the hell is this
1: right so if i sound sick that's why it's because every time the weather decides to just change 40 degrees overnight my head feels like it wants to explode
0: yeah and more recently it's been changing back and forth (laughs) every other day so it's like
1: I can't catch a break.
0: No, and I'm the same way. I'm lucky that this time around I wasn't sick, but last time this happened, I was sick. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so we we did cover trucks and Xfinity last week. I don't know if you want to go over it again.
0: Um, I just put the results because I botched it. Um, again, apologies. <laughs> I was too focused on that race. So, um, I do want to clarify just so everyone's aware that um, Zane Smith finished first. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek finished second, Kyle Busch third, Ben Rhodes fourth, and Chandler Smith fifth. That was for your truck race. And then Xfinity, AJ Allmendinger came home first. Austin Hill, Cole Custer, Noah Gregson, and Sam Mayer. Um, so that was your results from Coda and not Atlanta.
1: So this week we're on to Richmond. Yep. Uh, so tonight there is it tonight. Yep. Uh, they're running modifieds and. Former NASCAR Cup Series driver Ryan Newman will be making his appearance. Uh, This is his first race, I believe, since Chili Bowl.
0: Sounds about right.
1: I think so. This is, he's kind of making his way back to Aswad. I I didn't know that he was a, I know he likes open wheel racing, but Mm. um, good for him. Uh, I don't. Know if that's going to be on Racing America or anything like that? I haven't heard anything. I'm not sure.
0: I think Bob said it'd be on Flow Racing. Flow subscription needed, but lucky I have one, so okay, I will be watching tonight. But that race does start at 6:30. Uh, really excited to see him back in the in an asphalt setting. I've watched him like you said at Chili Bowl, but excited for him to get back behind the wheel of an asphalt car. And
1: I just think Ryan Newman belongs in a race car. Yeah, like, I was it's, it's pissed. weird to think of him not racing. But I did see that, you know, he said he's been enjoying his life a lot since
0: Well I would too if I almost died. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's but. that's
1: fair. That is very fair, but yeah um it sounds like he's doing pretty well. So that's yeah, good to hear. Yeah,
0: that's good to see too. I mean I won't get into it, but no,
1: but uh, I know I know where you're going with this. Yeah.
0: But Anyway, glad to see him back behind the wheel. I will say I was like to your point. I was pissed when I saw that he didn't get to return the Cup Series, but um, it is what it is. Glad to see him back in anything, and uh, excited to see him race tonight.
1: Absolutely, it's almost that time to start racing he- here.
0: Well, if the weather cooperates,
1: if the weather <laughs> would cooperate, I actually got my a relative of mine texting me and. She's like, hey, are you going to Salem this weekend? I was like, well, I wasn't planning on it. You know, I didn't even know that there was a race going on. And she was like, yeah, they're racing. Uh, I think it was Friday and Saturday. It was Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. And she's like, oh, I'm going. It'd be nice to see you. You know, I haven't seen you in a long time. Granted, she lives 30 minutes, not even 30 minutes away from me. We just don't ever see each other. Uh. And I was like, okay, well, then I looked at the weather and looked at how far Salem Speedway was for me. So it's a two-hour drive. Yeah. And I would have driven two hours to sit in 45-degree <laughs> weather to watch racing for two nights. And I was like, you know, I don't know how Don't. – I'm a race fan, don't get me wrong, but if I'm going to go sit in – cold to watch a race it's gonna be like winchester 400 i was
0: gonna say uh, that's exactly what we did yeah
1: like that's that's it's got to be something major yeah um so then i got to look and i was like oh they're racing at anderson you know i would i would go to anderson mm-hmm. and sit in the cold because it's close you know anderson takes me 30 45 minutes to get to the track from my house if that right so that i would do uh but they did decide to cancel their events for this weekend and they will be made up on October 8th, which is the weekend before the Winchester 400.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Are you going to, uh, not to get off topic, are you going to Little 500 this year?
1: I don't know. hmm And here's the reason. It was super, it's super cool to be able to say that I've gone to Little 500. If you don't know what Little 500 is, I'm going to explain it to you. It is um, the weekend of the Indy 500. It is at Anderson Speedway, and it's a 500-lap sprint car race, asphalt sprint car race at Anderson Speedway. And they start three wide, which blows my mind. <laughs> right. Um, and they have, they do have to make at least one pit stop, I believe, which is unheard of for sprint cars to make live pit stops. Um, super neat, super cool. It's a big um, hyped-up event. The grandstands are usually packed, and that is exactly why I don't know if I will go again because I can watch it on TV. It's super. The atmosphere is super cool. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a big dude. Mm-hmm. You're a big dude, and Anderson's bleachers are not fantastic, right? So you're basically sitting. There's no slouching or anything whatsoever. You have to sit straight up, <laughs> and your knees are at like a your legs are bent at a ninety, and they're still in the dude's back in front of mm. you. I don't and know if I could do that. I did that
0: in the Ford Focus, and I don't.
1: Well, if you remember, um, when my back started bothering me really bad was a couple of days after <laughs> Little Five. Yeah. And I think it's because I sat in those bleachers for 500. Now, normally, like, if I go to the Red Bud, mm-hmm. sitting in the bleachers for the Red Bud 400 isn't that big of a deal. Most of the time, I do have a stadium seat, and you can't have them at Little Five. Right. I don't think they're, you're allowed. So, the I was, I was hurting. Like we were trying to play cornhole here. Out. Oh, that's right, right. And I was like, I can't bend over to like <laughs> pick this bag up. Here I am, twenty twenty three years old at the time, and I'm like, I feel like I'm ninety.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just curious because I, I've never been. I was like, I think it'd be cool, but I, I do remember you talking about how crowded it is. I guess in the stands, and I was like, I don't know if that's. I'm very like, claustrophobic anyway. So, <clears> now, I just wasn't sure.
1: I, I'm sure that there's places you could sit that aren't so crowded. Yeah. But I sit in the same spot every time I go to Anderson Speedway. In turn one, mm-hmm. that way you can see them, you know, every time they drop a green flag off a restart, they're coming right at you. And um, that's my favorite spot to sit. A lot of stuff happens in turn one. Um, so, you're just kind of right there. However, I think if you sat maybe on the back stretch, which is where I sat the first time I went there, it might be a little less crowded. I don't know how much it'd be to get a pit pass to go sit up in the really tall bleachers, but those were kind of empty. Yeah. Um I don't know.
0: might just sit at home and watch.
1: It's probably be better that way. Yeah. It's also I, very hard to keep track of the leader yeah. when you're in person cuz there's <laughs> so 30 <we> <laughs> sprint cars on a little half or quarter mile. Right. Yeah,
0: I might watch at home, but uh, I do need to check my email for Winchester 400.
1: Oh, yeah, because they changed the... Uh... Yeah, I'm still confused, but
0: I'm excited to go
1: back regardless. I'm um, really you, looking forward to I, it. I told you we might have a camper this year. I we? hope
0: so, because guess what I'm doing? I'm going to somehow load all this shit up into it, if we're going to take it with us.
1: Well, I don't. I personally don't mind tent camping, but if it is like it was last year... You can kiss it goodbye. I will come home.
0: Oh, I won't even go until it's race time. <laughs> I, I will... Look, <clears throat> was it a horrific experience? Mm, maybe not. Would I ever do it again? No. <laughs> I wouldn't.
1: I I, I would really m- think that I enjoyed it as much as I possibly could, given the circumstances. Like, there and that was, took a lot, especially from you, because you were sick. I felt like crap. I literally... Granted, medicine's kind of expensive, but, like, I literally went to CVS right before we left and dropped 80 or $90 on, like, NyQuil and <laughs> Mucinex and stuff right. to just get me through the weekend. I was like, dude, I feel like death. And then I get rained on. It's cold. I get rained on while I'm sleeping. Yeah. And I was just like, Ay. I
0: don't think I'd want to wish that on my worst enemies. It was bad. It was
1: horrible. But the thing, the things you do for the Winchester 400.
0: Exactly. all right so moving on to some more short track news um the srx series is holding a fan vote which opens sunday now fans will get to vote for a guest driver who will appear at nashville fairgrounds speedway voting runs through may 6th and then the winner will be announced may 7th during the arca east series race at nashville and then the srx series will uh have their race at Fairground Speedway, July 9th. <clears throat> um, your drivers...
1: But before you say this, let me say. This lineup of possible drivers, I don't know if it could get much better.
0: I, I agree 100%. It's I,
1: really know, good.
0: It is. And when I first saw it, I was like, easy. I know who wins this. <clears throat> I don't think so.
1: I don't it's think so It's a toss-up.
0: Um, so your... Eligible drivers for voting is Brittany Zamora, Bubba Pollard, Cole Williams, Michael House, our boy Steven Nassie, and Dylan Fetco. Fetcho. Oh, I always <laughs> fucking do that. I am so sorry, Dylan.
1: But I think, I don't want to speak for you here, but I think when we saw this, our first, it was obvious to us, we're both like, oh, nassie has got this on lock. Yeah. And then we saw everybody else, and you're just like, maybe not. Yeah, Bubba Pollard's hot right now yeah he's doing really good cole williams he he i think he considers nashville like his home track because i'm pretty sure he's from southern indiana anyway
0: yeah and he he's the one that beat uh, (coughs) um excuse me cody right
1: yes Yes. i'm rooting for him (laughs) um I, I know mean,
0: Brittany Zamora has run really well there as well
1: it didn't she isn't she one of the ones that picked up the Bush sponsorship with uh like Natalie Decker and all of the, like the would, females in racing I wouldn't
0: be surprised
1: i think I think so, but
0: she's done a really great job at making a name for herself.
1: Michael House is solid Dylan Fecho i mean these are all really good drivers, yeah now I'm voting I'm gonna vote for Stephen Nassie, I think duh yeah uh. However, like if Bubba Paul, any of these guys win, I'm not going to be upset.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, like you said, a solid group of drivers who all deserve this opportunity. Um, I would like to say I'm going to vote for Steven, but I honestly don't know until we get closer (laughs) to time. And then I'll, I got to consider it because, you know, this is a big deal. Um, And I don't,
1: I don't know. They open voting for that long? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so I got time.
1: Can you vote? (laughs) more than once i
0: think it's one vote per person i think is what they said
1: i didn't know if maybe it was like a one vote a day
0: yeah i think it's a one vote per person but even then like like you're talking like a bunch of these people have huge names in nashville so it's like there's gonna be a ton of people voting at least i hope so so i don't know it's a toss-up for sure absolutely and i'm excited to see who gets it
1: me as well uh next, Buddy Kofoid will drive the number 51 KB entry at Bristol Dirt. How awesome is that?
0: That uh so that news broke yesterday. Yes. Uh saw it on Bob's Twitter. Uh not surprised, but it did take me off cuz I was like, "Whoa, really?" Yeah. Uh he definitely deserves it. I mean, he's a great fantastic driver. Um I'm excited um to watch this race.
1: Can, I'm going to say something really quick. Yes. Uh so, after watching Xfinity last weekend, you know, and they had Ty Gibbs up. And I'm like, dude, he looks like he is 12 years old. Yeah. Buddy Kofo it's not much different.
0: No. He's, He's young. pretty young. He age. is. Yeah.
1: But it's just crazy to see all these young kids mm-hmm. driving, you know. He's driving for KBM. Yeah. It just blows my mind. And Here I am. I'm 24 and... I'm still here.
0: We ain't shit. No. (laughs) I won't speak for you, but I know I ain't shit. (laughs) I'm not either. Um, While we're on Bristol Dirt, uh, I know I screenshotted this. I don't know how accurate it it is, but um, you had talked about the numbers at Bristol Dirt this year, at Bristol Dirt Nationals being low. Um, So I took this screenshot because I wanted to ask you about it. So um, the Twitter is Dirt and Asphalt. And they said Bristol Dirt Nationals, March 29th, car count, Hornets, 84. Street stocks, 42. Open modifieds, 25. Factory stock, 7. And then 604 crate late models, 7. So the total number is 165.
1: Yeah. I feel like this number was well into like 200, 300 last
0: year. I mean, it was a lot.
1: I mean, obviously, I think it goes to say that your Hornets, your front-wheel drives are going to be the most there because they're not cheap. But in terms of racing, they are cheap. Yeah. Um, So, you know. But I love
0: to see it because I'm a little bit biased.
1: However, I will say in the videos that I saw of them going around, they are flying. Yeah. (laughs) They
0: were flying last year. I was like, holy shit. Like, could I do that? Probably not. (laughs) But I would love to. it's
1: pretty cool to see. But I mean, like all these bigger series. Yeah. And I don't know if it's.
0: So, I did want to say that too. So, I saw some guy who claimed to be a driver say that they announced it really late and that was why they couldn't make it because they didn't have enough time to prepare but
1: that's a possibility then you have to factor in covid you know Mm -hmm. i don't know how it affected all these race teams and such right um so money could be a difficult situation Um, maybe a lot of people moved to a different class Mm -hmm. or simply just decided not to go because i don't know yeah to each their own uh, but there's a lot of factors that could play into it. However, I have not seen very much positive feedback regarding Bristol Dirt Nationals this year, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know. Don't hold me to this. Don't quote me on this. But I don't know if this is happening next year. I really wish, which I don't think is going to happen. I really wish they bring back short track nationals because that was my. Besides Winchester 400 weekend, that was my favorite thing to go do, and yeah. I'm glad that you guys, you and Hunter, got to go with
0: do that oh yeah i did too i think it was uh it was really fun and exciting and i think
1: you know i still want to know where that chick disappeared to it
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah okay uh not to go off topic but uh i'll talk about that since you brought it up (laughs) so we stayed in kingsport and we got there hella late and so oh we were also really hungry because we didn't stop to eat because we were i was like i drove and, of course, Jarrett was like, I'll drive if you want me to. I was like, no, we're getting the fuck down there, and we're going
1: to. Keep in mind that everything in that area, food-wise, yeah, like fast food, everything, closes at, like, 9 o'clock.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can talk, talk about that in a minute, too. So, we stopped at um, Bojangles.
1: Because... Because we, we never had it, we never had Bojangles, and we wanted to try it.
0: Yeah, so we went to Bojangles, and they were like, "Hey, we should go somewhere else just in case we don't like this." So we went. So where our hotel was, right across the street at the intersection, was a Wendy's. And so, like, we Wendy's nuts. <laughs> we pulled up to this Wendy's, and you could tell as soon as they like got on the mic, they were, like they were like cracked out. Yeah, and this lady, like who worked there, stumbled out the back door, walks in front of our car, and is like stumbling.
1: So, so there's. We're in the drive-thru, and then, like, you have the rest of the parking lot to our right. There's a big metal, like, the giant metal storage containers, And then,
0: like, a drop-off, right? And then it
1: just, like, (laughs) drops off. And this chick comes walking out and walks by our car, walks. We see her, like, walk behind the storage container. Gone.
0: And we were there for, like, a good amount of time because they either didn't get our order right or we were waiting for food five ten minutes for sure and like she never reappeared no gone. So, so we all like to this day we wonder what happened to her god bless her and then <laughs> um so we went to the track saturday or whatever it was and we got out pretty late i think it was like ten thirty, eleven o'clock and we were trying to go get food and all these motherfucking places were closed every single <laughs> one of them and so we went to, <clears throat> sorry. So we went to a McDonald's and we pulled up to like they had these weird ass.
1: Things. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they had these like, I might have to have you tell because
1: so I, I'll start laughing. I will. That's gonna, all right. <laughs> I'll let you tell. <coughs> no, this is all you, bud. Oh my god! All right.
0: <laughs> so they had like the things where you order, and it was like. It was like an automated voice, and she said, Pull up to the next one. So I did. And then nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be able to get through this. Okay. So we're sitting there. (laughs) It was quiet. And so I said. I don't remember what I said. It was something stupid. I was like, I want some chicken nuggets. (laughs) I was like, what did I do? Damn it. I was like, I uh, I would like a number 10 uh, large with a Coke, please. (laughs) And then nothing. I was like, hello? Hello? I would like a And then I repeated it or whatever. And then the guy comes on. It was a lot funnier than that. Sorry. But um, the guy comes on and goes, "Um, we're closed.
1: Keep in mind... We looked up on our phones to see what time they closed. Yeah. And our phones told us that this- I called them out open.
0: too. I was like, uh, the website <laughs> said you guys closed at like 12. <laughs> He's like, we're closed. So we didn't and get to eat that night. all
1: the lights on and everything? Like it wasn't um, like- The
0: inside lights were, uh, no, maybe they were. Yeah. Because I think there might have been a car behind us. So anyway, I don't know if we ate that night or not. What did we do? I don't remember. We probably just didn't eat, probably went back to the hotel and then we tried to go to Crackle Barrel across the street Dude, and
1: we got looked at like we were I don't even know. It was the weirdest thing ever. Like we yeah. show up to Cracker Barrel, which Cracker Barrel's really good. Yeah. And we show up, we're like we're not dressed weird or anything, like we're just going, getting ready to go to the racetrack. And every single person there is just staring at us. Yeah, I don't know. It was the weirdest experience ever.
0: Yeah, I've never been looked at like that, and I I don't know. I don't either. It, uh, so to sum it up, <clears throat> Trip was like a 10 out of 10. I think the lady disappearing at Wendy's, our experience at McDonald's, I think really like helped my experience rating. So
1: Also, I do want to note that Bojangles wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. However, we were kind of far away from our hotel when we got it. Yeah. And then we stopped somewhere else to get food. So maybe if you eat it when it's super fresh, your opinion will be different than mine.
0: Yeah. And so up here in the north, we call it Code Red Mountain Dew. And that's what (laughs) I wanted. And she's like, we don't have that. And I was like, it's right. She's like, that's not what it's called. I don't remember what it's called. But she's like, it's called this. I was like, well, I want that. And then you said that your biscuit tasted like.
1: My biscuit tasted like it had marijuana in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they're doing down there, but. It was a fun trip regardless. It was. Um, I will let you take this next topic.
1: Okay. Big, big, big. News. Shocked
0: the fuck out of me when I saw it on Twitter. Last night, we were watching Spider-Man, because I wanted to watch it, and I was like,
1: the fuck? I was shocked. Uh, okay, so I'm going to read you the tweet first off. Let me find it. Um, Dirt News, which I knew about this before it was made public. Mm-hmm. Um... So USAC tweeted about the results have been confirmed after extensive lab testing, which I'll get into that here in a minute. And Keith Koontz quoted the tweet and said, after waiting for a decision on this, we at Keith Koontz Motorsports have decided that we will not compete in the USAC Nation Sprint Car Series going forward. But if you know anything about USAC, dirt, whatever, Keith Koontz is a huge name in dirt. Which I know, uh, according to this, they're still racing midgets, which, you know, at uh, Chili Bowl, they had, what, seven of them? They had a ton. Something like that. So, very well known um, in USAC racing, or just dirt racing in general. Um, so, I am going to go to the article uh, that USAC posted. <laughs> Um, so let me give you some background information here and don't hold me to the accuracy of this because I'm just telling you bits and pieces of a story that I was being told from someone who is very accustomed to dirt racing. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically there was also world of outlaws is having the same issue that USAC was, uh, regarding tires. Yeah. So basically, Uh, there was a race in Ocala, Florida and, uh, they took tire samples and basically they all failed.
0: Yeah. And I, I know it, or I believe it was four teams that they randomly tested and, uh, I think it said like the first lab tested one of the, I think their original lab, the original lab test,
1: they all failed,
0: failed. And then they sent them to two other labs. So, they
1: sent them to two other labs, and the two other labs didn't figure out, didn't find anything wrong. Right. So, they passed. Um, But anyway, like, apparently a bunch of people, and if you get caught doping tires, you serve a suspension and fines and blah, 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 blah. So, the same thing happened with World of Outlaws. But they're handling it very differently, and that is all I will say about that because I don't I don't want to let something out that shouldn't be out. Not that we're that big, but you never know.
0: Uh, I'm sure we can talk about it once it's public.
1: <laughs> yeah. All I know is that dollar-dollar bill, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, so, like we said, the first place testing tires – Everything failed. A bunch of people. Um, And then they sent it off to two other places and they passed. So everybody's like, well, what's going on? So USAC released this uh, yesterday. Officials of the... uh, Sorry, this is going to be kind of lengthy. This is a little lengthy article, but... That's fine. Bear with me. Officials of the United States Auto Club released information on Thursday, March 31st relating to... Extensive tire analysis following the testing of tire samples following a USAC National Sprint Car event in Ocala, Florida in February. Routine post-race tire samples were taken by USAC officials following all protocols in securing samples and submitting for lab analysis. The initial testing resulted in all four samples from four unique race teams being returned as not meeting the benchmark, which is a measurement versus the original manufacturing date code of the tire samples taken. Additionally, those traits were not those typically found in tires which have proven to be altered from the manufacturer specification for the purpose of competitive advantage. (coughs) Excuse me. The analysis of the original result not meeting the benchmark, as well as having an atypical pattern of all samples failing the benchmark in an identical manner, resulted in USAC requesting extensive additional testing and analysis being completed to verify initial testing results. Lots of testing. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, test one, two. Uh, Tire samples which failed the original test along with the original benchmark samples were sent to three prominent testing labs, including the original testing lab for further analysis. While the known failed sample again failed at the original testing lab, the same tire sample was testing during the same time window at two additional labs, and both of those labs deemed the sample as not altered from the factory specifications. After receiving guidance from the two alternative testing labs that these samples met benchmark specific instructions were given to both labs to retest in an attempt to identify a specific chemical trait that was prominent in both the initial failed test and the retest by the original lab. With the specific chemical trait as their guide both alternative labs reported they could not find this chemical trait that prompted the original failed test. Additionally based on the professional opinions of two additional testing facilities, the tire samples presented were not deemed to be chemically altered from the manufacturer benchmark. A third-party executive professional compounder found one of the world's largest tire manufacturers reviewed all results and concurred with the end analysis. USAC takes any altercation of specified tires as an attempt to gain an unfair advantage and a serious rule violation. Penalties associated with treating tires to gain an advantage advantage are severe, including a first offense of a six-race suspension and a $2,500 fine, in addition to lost purse money and points. Based on the unprecedented four initial failed tests, tests, USAC spent considerable time and resources to assure a fair review and due process was completed to protect the integrity of the series, competition officials, and teams competing for the Sprint Car National Championship. Results from all completed national car sprint car events are upheld, and all parties remain in good standing going forward to this Saturday's event at Lawrenceburg Speedway, which was canceled, mm-hmm. um, where stringent ongoing testing will continue to ensure fair competition, yada, 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 yada. You get it. So, uh, speculation is that a lot of people who race with USAC will no longer be doing so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not sure how true that is, but I know <clears throat> Keith Coons' big name, will not be racing yep. with him. Um, as far as KO Motorsports, which is the people that Chance know, I don't know where their stance is at on it right now. I know that they were part of, uh, they were some one of the teams that was tested.
0: See, that's interesting. Was that, uh, because I, so, obviously, uh, Keith Coons Motorsports publicly came out and said, you know, we're not racing anymore. They were one of the teams tested. Nobody knew who else was being tested. I'm pretty sure KO Motorsports <clears throat> was one of the other teams. Which is probably a good bet. Um, I don't want to sound like a dumbass because I don't know much about this. I'm still learning about dirt and stuff. Um, I would say this is a bunch of BS considering you have one lab who said these tires failed. And then two other labs saying,
1: including we the can't fire yeah. So we like, can't
0: find anything altered. And then the series wants to go on about some bullshit about how we're trying to keep things fair and whatever. When it's like <clears throat> you have two, two, three labs saying we can't find anything conclusive or we couldn't find any altercations or whatever. And then you have this one lab who says, nah, these tires failed and they want to go with the, the minority in this case. Um, Is that really fair?
1: I don't think so. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of these people are like, well, we're not going to race in the series if that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I think, I believe when Chance was telling me, like they went to the extent of even going to the racetrack and testing the soil on the track, like to see if maybe Mm -hmm. that had something to do with it or whatnot. Uh, But yeah, I just, I know that it's, it's absolute chaos and I wouldn't doubt it. There's a chance USAC potentially ruined their entire series. If, if the speculation of people leaving is true, I know that there's going to be some people who are, who who are like, well, why would I leave? You know, all the big guys are leaving. Now (laughs) I have a chance to win or whatnot. But I know at some point, um, I don't want to throw out names because I don't want to get feelings hurt or whatnot. Uh, I know from, I'll at least mention Chance, because he was the one telling me all this. At some point, two of the teams that got caught, caught in air quotes, um, they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. And one of them is very well-known in the series. Um, Sponsorship-wise, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, And so, like, there was rumors going around that they were working together and doing stuff like that, and that's why both teams got caught. And one of the – the one team owner was like, I hate that son of a bitch. Why would I be helping him? Like, I'm glad he got caught. Right. Or whatever. So, I don't know. There's just a whole lot going on right now. Even when I've been, like, texting Chance about it, I was like, so – I was like, what's happening? He's like, honestly, don't know. He said, there's a lot. It is absolute yeah. chaos.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where I kind of say it. it's like Um I saw the news last night about, you know, KKM not racing anymore. I saw the I saw that they had subtweeted, you know, USAC. Um caught me off guard. I don't follow Dirt that's why I was getting at I don't follow dirt as much as I do asphalt, so I'm trying to change that. But mm-hmm. definitely surprising. And then I was like, I'm sure Jarrett knows something, but I didn't I didn't want to ask you until today, but it seems like it's a fucking mess, regardless. And
1: I will definitely <clears throat> keep the story updated as I learn more. Yeah. Um you know, just like with the world outlaw side of things. I do know so obviously you see, you know, according to the article that USAC actually kinda looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas world outlaw said, no, this is a you problem, not an us problem and refused to actually research the issue and see if it was like a universal issue, but no, they're just like, Oh, these teams got caught. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're getting penalized for it. Yeah. So I think that's where the issue on world outlaw side is coming in. Um, I know, I know lawyers are involved. Um, and that that's, Yeah.
0: I will say you know right like when you were talking about it and everything it's interesting to me and I wonder because you said Usac probably just destroyed everything they had
1: I don't want to say probably <clears throat> but potentially, but I mean, if the, potentially Yeah if yeah, the, yeah 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 for sure but
0: I I I have no doubt in my mind I I could see a bunch of drivers and teams saying like we don't want to be a part of this anymore
1: Well especially now that you have the what is it the extreme World Outlaw Extreme. Yeah, um, like I'm. I mean, like I'm that's, sure. a, that's another series for them to go run. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like there's, there's other series, like, you know, super late models, they have the past, they have Southern Super Series. I mean, they have a bunch of different series that they could join. So I'm curious to see will USAC uphold this decision or will they see what happens and face the backlash and say, all right, we're going to reverse the decision that we made or we're going to implement changes so that this doesn't happen again. I'm interested to see what the, what the, uh, Outcome is going to be from all this.
1: Well, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong here. Chance was telling me that because they got in trouble with the Extreme Outlaw Series as well. And it's a six race like suspension or something like no points rewarded. And I think they only have like a 13 race season. So if you can't do anything for six out of the 13 races, he's like, well, then what's the point of running the rest of them? You can't right. run for a championship. There's no point. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, chaos. It's literally a mess? Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I, uh, I'm i sure that you will keep us posted. and
1: I'm sure Chance and I will talk about it sometime tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, if you guys
0: want to send it in our group chat, I mean, I would gladly listen. We'll be... <laughs> hey,
1: if you're If you end up on the computer, we'll probably be on Discord, still. Yeah.
0: It was just a joke. I haven't talked to Chance in a while, so... I <sighs> hope he's doing well. He is. All right. And then our last big piece of news. This kind of shocked me, too. And I know there's some not controversy around it, but a lot of naysayers, I guess. So F1 announced that they will be hosting a race in Las Vegas in 2023, so next year. Um, your thoughts on
1: that? I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to jinx it here, but you have a race in the US. there's probably not going to be a missile strike within six miles <laughs> of the track.
0: Well, um, hopefully <laughs> you never know with the way things are going right now yeah
1: um but i think it's cool you know f1 i don't believe race is in the u.s
0: i think they might have a well they no never mind
1: primarily they are not in the u.s
0: yeah primarily they are <clears throat> international but
1: which is fine because a lot of people like a lot of people like f1 well
0: I think they do race in the U.S. because I know they uh, the 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 controversy around this, I guess, is that people are pissed that F1 is adding another race in the United yeah. States because uh-huh. they look at. Um, well, the, I think the viewership ratios. The, yeah,
1: the U.S. viewership is lower than any other, yeah. probably most other countries.
0: Yeah, um,
1: <clears throat> but
0: the idea is that F1 is trying to increase viewership. In the United States, especially among young people, because I know that's been a topic in NASCAR lately where they're like, how can we increase the viewership among people who are like aged 18 to their early 20s? Because it's so low.
1: They have to be able. I, I have the, i I have partial part mm-hmm. of the answer. I know what they have to do. I don't know how they do it. Right. They have to show people, young people, that it is more than someone just driving a car. Yeah. Like, I understand that, yes, that is what is happening. But have you ever seen how an F1 driver trains? Like, it's insane. And to say that these drivers aren't athletes absolutely blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they are. And, you know, NASCAR, oh, well, they're just driving in circles. No, they're not. I mean, yes, watching it, yes, that's what you see. They are just driving in circles. But it's more than that. (laughs) It's way more than that. Like, their strategy... In, there's a lot of engineering and math and all this and that involved. Like There's a lot to it that, as a just typical viewer, you don't see. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like <clears throat> for
0: NASCAR, anyway, when they hosted the race at the Coliseum, uh, I mean, you could tell looking in the stands that most of those people were young and from a place that may have never seen NASCAR, yeah. right? And I know a lot of them out and said you know that they became fans of the sport or they would watch another race i mean so <clears throat> exposing young people to because i think it's safe to say that most nascar fans are people who watched <clears throat> it when they were young or they you can't take away my rebel flag yeah <laughs> or like i grew up watching nascar with my dad yeah so it's like if and he was a fan so it's like fans raising their kids to watch nascar i mean
1: and i i'm in the same boat as you my dad he still likes it, but he doesn't watch it as much as he used to. But when I was young, I only watched it to watch people wreck because I was like, "Oh, that's cool." You know what I mean? I yeah. don't want to. I don't want to watch people drive in circles for four hours on a Sunday. You right. Know? But now I'm like, dude, I will gladly sit and do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to say that part of that's because I have an engineering background now. I understand it a little more. But there's got well, you don't you don't have an engineering background? Yeah. And you, you you enjoy it for more than just driving in circles. So they have to figure out a way to get people in your shoes mm. to get from point A to point B like you did.
0: Well, I think um, another this might be far-fetched, but I think another idea would be to have the drivers be more personable, right? Like, or more accessible in a way. Like, you know, Ryan Vargas, uh, Kyle Weatherman.
1: These guys
0: uh, – are on like are active on TikTok which is a major app used by people in the age group that they are targeting.
1: I will say a cup series driver that handles social media very well is Denny Hamlin. Yes. I I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan by any means, but I will say his his engagement on social media is probably top tier.
0: Yeah. I would agree 100%. He's one of the most active that I that I've seen. And, you know, he's usually one that responds to multiple people. So, like, I know um, he had made a tweet a while back about, um, you know, trying to move away from the current, I want to say it's like moving away from the current model and not focusing on money and people bringing money into the sport, but focusing on giving people who are short track racing, for example, an opportunity who may not have the, the funding and all that stuff. So, and he responded to a ton of people. So, I mean...
1: Absolutely, and I think, you know, I I get that there's a lot going on as a NASCAR driver. Yeah. So, it's not just you run your 400 laps and then you're done for until next Sunday. Like that's not that's not the case. They got a lot of stuff going on themselves. But I think you know it's important. Like any time, for example, I'm going to use Stephen nassie as an example. Pretty much any time I've ever tweeted at Stephen nassie he's at least liked it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like that that's big as a fan. It's like oh. You know, I have some sort, like, granted, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't reply or whatever. Like, there's still interaction there that just makes him more likable.
0: Yeah. It shows that they are paying attention to their fans uh, and all that. I also think, and I've suggested this before, if somebody can make a series around whether it's short track racing or the NASCAR. Like, Drive to Survive on Netflix was a huge hit. I know that NASCAR and the community was hoping that Bubba's documentary would help out in some way, which I think it probably did. I know I've seen a lot of feedback
1: on it. It was honestly pretty... It was way better than I was expecting. And I'm not yeah. going to lie. But it wasn't... I don't think it was about trying to get people to NASCAR. Right. Because it didn't right, explain right. a whole lot of NASCAR stuff. Right. But <laughs> if they
0: can do something like that, and and uh, I was saying more for like him being... Personable and people learning more about him, whatever. That's for him. But if they could do something like that to get more people interested in NASCAR, I've thought about this, dude. I was like, okay, I've watched F1's series. Why the hell can they not do this for NASCAR? Follow them for a whole. I mean, 36 races is a lot. um, Yeah, but. And all that. But if you could do that, I mean, I would watch it for sure as a fan, but I'm sure that would pull in a bunch of people. Or you could follow short track racing you know a series uh racing america like do it like I-, I would love to watch something like that
1: absolutely i i definitely think there's potential now i understand you know you got to have money to do stuff like that you right know, you know you got to have personnel you got to have people dedicated to that which might be an issue but the potential's there yes 36 races or whatever is a lot but you don't necessarily have to cover every single race right you know i You don't have to cover every single driver. Yeah. There's just like, I don't know. I haven't thought about it as much as you have, I'm sure. But I definitely think that the opportunity is there. I think someone's just got to take it.
0: Yeah. I mean, take initiative. I mean, it's not, I mean, the, the possibilities of how you do it and when you do it are endless, but I think that's a crucial part in growing your audience. I mean, NASCAR's, response to this or whatever. Maybe not. It was just stupid was their Netflix series. That was a fucking comedy. And yes, I watched it. and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I didn't
1: even watch it. I watched like half the first episode. It was awful. I I feel about this. And I will say maybe one other thing that why someone hasn't do it, done it yet is because the NASCAR fan base is very. I don't know what tough, I guess I should say like they're hard to, And they're going to be the reason,
0: and I'm going to say this with full fucking confidence, those type of people are going to be the reason why this sport doesn't fucking succeed.
1: Yes, because they're... Because they're always going to bitch about something. Stick to the book, this is how it was when Earnhardt was here. Yeah, and we're never going to get back to that. No. And, like, just like, you know, I understand the whole situation with Bubba and the noose and this and that, but it's gone. Like, people need to quit worrying about it. Let the dude drive. Let him do whatever he needs to do. And I'm going to say something very controversial. Hate him or
0: like him. I think Bubba has done a lot of good for the sport and has brought in a lot of new. He's done things that not many other drivers have been able to do, regardless if you like it or not. So
1: like I've said this since day one, I do not have an issue with Bubba Wallace. None. What I have an issue with is him being shoved down our throats. Yeah. Week in and week out. I'm like, I understand what is happening. I am very aware of what is happening. I'm very aware of what he has been doing for the sport Mm -hmm. in terms of making, I guess, adding diversity to the sport. Right. Which I think is needed. I think it's very much needed because I don't want to, I'm not trying to sound bad here, but do you know how many times I've gone to a racetrack and it is all white people and that is it? Yeah. 99% of the time. You know, I don't really pay that much attention to it. Right. Like, it doesn't... I don't want to say it bothers me. that it That's how it is. I don't want to say it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm just like, if you're here, you're here. If you're not, you're not. Cool. But yeah. I do think that NASCAR has this negative... NASCAR fan base has this negative stigma to it about, you know, racism and this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. That, I think, drives a lot of people who would be... The people who would be the ones to take that task by the horns and like make the documentary. And I think that strays them away because they don't want to be associated with something like that.
0: Right. But I think that like, I think the stigma needs to be broken, but in order to do that, some of the behavior that goes on, people are going to get stop. pissed off. Yeah. But like again, that's just,
1: that's just part of it because people don't like change.
0: Yeah. And again, that's going to be the same people that kill the sport. You know, they're saying it's a dying sports because, There's so many people... Like, don't get me wrong. I don't sound like a hypocrite. I bitched when they released the schedule and we had more road courses and short tracks.
1: But I was still open to it after it happened. I was like, hey, that was really good. And then, you
0: know, the whole next-gen issue. And we were like, oh, I don't know about that. But, like, we have to be open to change or nothing is going to change and we're going to keep going down this slope where NASCAR becomes more irrelevant.
1: I've... I'm a very firm believer in this. You know, okay, human nature... They don't like change because it becomes a routine. They get comfortable. They don't like being uncomfortable, but you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Exactly. So something's got to happen. And I'm glad I'm not the person making those decisions on when things have to happen because that's a lot of pressure, but yeah, that's part of it. Well
0: said. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's like this. You either want the sport to succeed, you have to make these changes, or we could still be the least liked sport and not change and continue going down this downhill slope. And it's just like, I would want what's best for the sport. So it's like, what we got to give and take.
1: I would love to be able to watch NASCAR 20 years down the road. Yeah. Oh, I would too. I've thought about this. I'm like, hmm. What I want I think your camera just shut off. Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We'll continue on with the audio, but um, it's like this. I want to live until I'm like 55 and still be able to watch the sport that I love. Like I've been watching this sport since I was really, really young. So
1: scratch that. I want to be 86 years old and still racing a modified at Mount Lawn. That's what I want to <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't want to live till 85, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is the sport I love and, you know, I feel like I want to see it succeed in all forms. you right. Like, I don't know.
1: I wish it was, I don't want to say simple, but you know, you don't really see all this now. Okay. When like social injustices and stuff like that happen, yes, you have athletes that make a statement, make their statement or like NBA making league-wide statements and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not factoring that into this. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that I feel like the NBA runs fairly easily, like the operation itself is fairly easy consi- or compared to that of NASCAR yeah. or the NFL to NASCAR. Right. Like I
0: just think I feel like maybe the fan bases are more open to those changes that they make. Right. Whereas NASCAR, like we said, the fan base is so freaking hard headed that they don't like change. But that's the thing. Like, these decisions shouldn't be hard to make if they are considered 100% whatever. And we know that these are the right decisions to make and the right changes to make. The pushback should not exist. Like, it, it shouldn't be this hard to implement changes in this sport. And it makes me wonder like, why is. This goes back to my question before. Why is dirt racing succeeding more than asphalt racing? Why is there not a close competitive edge? Why is Formula One outperforming NASCAR? You know, why is maybe IndyCar? I don't know the statistics on that. But you know what I mean? Like, why can we not close this gap between these forms of racing?
1: Absolutely. And I do want to bring this up talking about, you know, why is it so hard to implement change? Something super simple. The number shifting forward on the door of the car. Yeah. They received so much backlash for that. And I'm not going to lie, I hated it at first. Yeah. But you saw how teams dealt with it and they made they incorporated it very well into their liveries on their car and a lot of teams really really made it work and it looks good. Yeah. So like I'm just like you know, I might not like the original idea when it comes out, you know, at first thought I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." But you don't go and post I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to watch NASCAR anymore. I'm not going to watch NASCAR anymore because it yeah. moved the door or moved the number up on the door. Like yeah. that's stupid. It's still the same people racing. Uh, people just have to be willing, you know, give it a chance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's like you moved the numbers forward and hell froze over.
1: Basically. It's like granted that one picture I sent you on Twitter yesterday. I awful. <laughs> I did not like the, that. has to be
0: the worst pace. game. <laughs> Of 2022, for sure. It did not look good, but hey, mistakes happen.
1: Either way, they have a cup ride, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I have.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to add. I think um, I've said what I wanted to say. And
1: good episode today. Yeah, first episode in the in the new and improved studio.
0: Yeah. Like I said, we still got some more stuff to do, but I'm, you know.
1: Ooh, I have a question. Yeah. Can I bring my drunk engineer's flag and hang it in here? I don't give a
0: fuck. All right. But do hang up whatever you want to hang up. <coughs> um, also, camera died, but we have these new mic stands. Freaking phenomenal. Great. Um, I do want to add, because um, we don't talk about it a lot. We mention it, but, like, when we first started, I shit you not, it was Thursday, we were gonna leave Friday for Winchester four hundred. It was a Thursday. I texted Jarrett, said, Hey, because uh, I think we had talked about it before about starting a podcast. I was like, hey, I bought all this equipment and like I want to start a podcast, but like I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Would you be interested in joining me? And then we didn't talk about it for a while. And then I think it was like a couple of days before Thursday. We were like, let's do it. I texted Jarrett. I was like, Hey, <laughs> this would be a great time to do an episode. We could do a pre race of Winchester four hundred. So we took and I was like, Hey, call call our friend AJ. And he could come on. So we, I set up the – I put everything on the kitchen table Thursday, like Thursday morning. So like he's coming over after work or whatever. We can get it knocked out, whatever. And then we moved everything to the barn. And we did the first like two or three episodes in the barn. And then that's when we got to space in the garage. And I remember being so excited about getting the gray paint. It looked like shit. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it looked horrible. But I was like – I was so excited to get, like, the wall painted and get stuff done up there because it looked better than nothing or being in a barn on a foldable table. And then, like I said, I texted Jarrett last week or the week before and said, hey, like, what we have is okay, but, like, we could be so much better. And it's turned out freaking amazing. And I'm so happy. Like, I've never been this happy in a long Damn. time.
1: with With the new layout, like, there's so much room stuff that's what i'm saying like just like the front of the desk we can we can put stuff on like yeah. all sorts of like room for everything
0: and i honestly don't know how that happened because like i mean the walls help the side walls but like we had this whole wall and it just looked crowded and everything and now like we could have multiple camera angles back and hopefully better i'm so happy with it and uh i also want to like again give my dad a huge shout out for for doing it i helped out a little bit but he did most of it and I think it looks freaking amazing.
1: It looks awesome. I'm
0: super pumped to be in here. I, I do think the vibe has changed. Like the vibe I, has changed. I'm so happy. Lot. Like Going in, like the last couple episodes, I'm going to be honest with you, I was like, and now I'm like, this is freaking, like, I don't know. It's just so Mike, amazing.
1: The moment we started that episode, <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to our first episode. We were trying to record it, and Dakota could not say two words without, without laughing. Without laughing, I was like, "I was like, this is gonna be a long time coming. Like, this, yeah, this is gonna take forever." But. He's
0: like, "Fuck, I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> we start, we started and stopped like ten times. And I was like, "I'm never gonna get good at this." And the second episode, I think I might have messed up once, and now I, I'm like, I'm set. We're good. But
1: anyway. <sighs> First episode in the new studio it's April fools. This is not an April <laughs> Fool's joke. This is, this the is podcast real studio. I can this show my bank real. account. <laughs> You're not dreaming. Like it's, it's, it's real. Um, so anyway,
0: I do want to say too, I know we, so I know we close out every episode by saying thank you guys for your support. And I know it probably gets old after a while, but we really mean it. I mean like your guys' support means so much to us. You guys are the reason why we do this. Um, you know, and, and I feel like you guys keep us honest in a way. And so, you know, we obviously strive to do our best. And, um, I mean, this is all... For, like, you guys can't see it, the camera's dead. But this is all for you guys. And I'm so happy to, to be able to do what we do. I mean, it don't seem like much at times, but I, I would, enjoy it.
1: I would love to get to a point where we could have fans send stuff in that we, like, hang up on the wall. Or
0: I'm whatever. down. Like, if you don't want to, like, send us whatever, I mean, obviously... I wouldn't take, you know, I don't know. I don't want to sound, don't send us like gross stuff. But like, if you have some like cool shit to send us or whatever, and you want it hung up, I will gladly do that. We have so much room to do it now. So, um, I will say I have some plans. I want to put at least two monitors out here. Um, if anybody knows, Jarrett mentioned this and I was like, I've wanted one since we had the gray wall. If anyone knows any like way to get a neon sign made, hit us up because we want one.
1: We want one of our logo. Yeah to put Somewhere and then we need we got to figure out what We want to put on the front of the Desk
0: yeah We still got a little bit ways to go um I'm literally gonna start picking up where I Left off after we end this episode but Um
1: God. It looks good it does and I really hope You all think so too
0: yeah I was gonna say I really hope you guys too but like I'm happy with honestly it. honestly though so if you don't <clears throat>
1: You're probably A hater <clears throat> You probably <laughs> you're, you're probably a hater And
0: not original.
1: I definitely definitely agree that the vibe has changed, and I think that that's going to.
0: I hope it pushes us to the next level.
1: But with that being said, (laughs) with that being said, I think that is the end of today's episode. Um, sorry that the camera died. Yeah, I had it charged or whatever, but it died. Okay. Um. But yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with the same energy. Uh, lots of news to give you hopefully Um, granted a lot of racing or at least around here is being canceled due to weather and you know we don't know if it's going to be 80 and sunny or 18 degrees and snowing we have no idea at this point in the year Uh, but yeah so thanks for hanging out with us we hope you enjoyed the episode we hope that you noticed the same energy switch that we did and uh, we hope you that you'll join back again with us next week